Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Welcome back to the show. Long time no see. Apologies if you can hear the air conditioner in the back. It's like a million degrees outside, and I don't want my guest to melt. Hey, it's half a million degrees. Get it right. So my brother's back. Hello. And we're talking about Super Mario 64. It seems like a an apt thing to talk about, considering it was one of your very first video games. Uh, yeah, it was in there. I, I, I have more memories of Mario Brothers 3 and Mario World as my first few games. Yeah, you did start a little before I did, didn't you? Uh, I was born a little before you were. <laughs> Point taken. Speaking of which, it's your birthday. Yeah, at, at the time of recording, anyway. And as promised, he got me. He got me Paper Mario, like he said he would. I said I did it. Was gonna do it, so I did it, and it is done. What does it say that I'm more happy that I don't have to spend the money on it than? <laughs> it means you're growing up. Yeah. So Mario sixty four. This has befuddled my brother that I don't really have a soft spot for this game. I do, but maybe it's because uh, I really started with the N64 as opposed to the SNES. So, like, uh, Ocarina of Time, Rayman 2, and Super Mario 64 are some of my earliest and soft spot games. I have a soft spot for a lot of that generation, too, but I just have more memories of, like, the Super Nintendo. Like, I, I distinctly remember, like... I, I was in this weird baby contraption, and my dad was doing a corridor in Mario World with all these thwomps, and they were just falling all over. And little baby me was thinking, how is he going to get out of this one? <laughs> only only maybe not as articulate as that. Daddy, no! <laughs> You're going to die! It just made me think of Cory in the house. Daddy, no! <laughs> Call me Cory, because I'm in your house. Yeah, more memories of the Mario games before Mario 64. And Mario 64 is a fine game. I appreciate what people have been able to do with it, with, like, speedrunning and um. QPUs and all that stuff. But I'm not really, like, that fond of Mario 64. I respect it, but eh. They call it the speedrun that everybody knows how to do. And people have been going so hard trying to make the run more optimized, do it faster, because, duh, that's the speedrun. But uh, one of the main reasons I've been wanting to talk about it is I've been watching this guy, Simple Flips. Oh, shoutouts to Simple Flips. Shoutouts! <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> but yeah, he's... I finally caught a stream of his the other day. He tried the same BLJ for four hours before falling asleep on stream. Great entertainer, he is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's really, he's a really cool guy. Uh, and it... I thought there would be like a wealth of information for Super Mario 64 to talk about, but I'm kind of falling flat, honestly. Well, I know it's a very popular game for ROM hacking... Oh, yes, there's, uh, I think he actually did a bunch of work on that front himself, uh, providing people with the tools necessary, helping with the, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, there's, like, this really prolific Mario 64 ROM hacker, like, Kaze Manuar. He just makes all kinds of like weird Mario ROM hacks, like a Mario 64 version of Mario Odyssey. I saw that. <laughs> that was great. He was even able to capture King Womp, and he just kind of like... <laughs> What'd he do? Uh, he took him down in the fortress to like where the Ring of Coins is in the water, and he, he slammed him on the ground and uncaptured him, then the dude just died. <laughs> like, he just stayed there. He didn't move, he didn't disintegrate, nothing. He was just slept, slept him right there in the water. He just fell asleep. Yeah. 
is nap time. It's hard work being a womp. You pave the roads, you make all the parking structures, and they get no recognition. And you can't just gravel, I mean grovel for... Oh, that was, that was bad. Hey, don't... That's uh, 1995 Mario localization team writing there. You can't just leap em, slap them like that with some disrespect. I like how they reused all of that dialogue for Mario Galaxy 2 when King yeah. Womp comes back. The throwback galaxy. Yeah. Like, like, most of my experience with Mario 64, because I didn't really play it that much after my little kid stage, is I just watched, like, weird gimmicky playthroughs of it. Like, the ROM hacks, the guy who tries not to press the A button too many times. Pan and Coic. Yeah. And I even saw a Let's Play where a guy played the whole game. I don't remember if it was 100% or not, but he played the whole game with his feet. Oh my goodness. And I'm sure you've seen the uh, Chaos Editions of the game. Oh yeah. There's, there's Chaos Editions of a lot of games, but that one... It goes next level. Also, one of the better things to watch is something called Crowd Control. Oh, crowd control is just depressing. It's <laughs> how depraved everyone gets. It's great. I, like, I want to do it, but there's no crowd to control me, unfortunately. Well, I'll just, I'll just come over to your house and I'll just slap the controller out of your hands every <laughs> once in a while. IRL, crowd control. Well, uh, there is... If you're still like looking for things to talk about about Super Mario 64, there is one thing we could talk about. Feast your eyes on this. Oh my god. This is... that None of you can see. This is the Mario 64 iceberg. Okay, so on the top level, we got half a press, we got parallel universes, bomb on battlefield, bridge hanging, impossible coin goomba, womps fortress, tower one-up, space world 95 beta, and L is real 2401. So, That's the star in the courtyard. Yeah, so basically, this is just like a tier list of all the different mysteries and conspiracies surrounding this game, and it just goes deeper and crazier. What's the very bottom like? Every copy of Mario 64 is personal. <laughs> what? So, there was this hoax going around that was kind of made to try to recapture the old feel of school ground rumors. Yeah. Of every copy of Mario 64 being personalized to some degree, like like every cartridge is just there's something just a little bit different about it, and so if someone has some anecdote of something that happened in their playthrough of the game that didn't happen in someone else's playthrough, well, it's, it's because it was personalized. It's totally impossible for them to capture that same thing. Like it'll only happen in their copy of the game. Like, this weird Mandela Effect type thing. Full Oman archives? So, maybe we should kind of go in order um. here. <laughs> so, let's let's go back to the top tier. Uh, really, the only one I don't know about would be Space World 95 Beta. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember what all of these are. I saw a video that explained most of them, but I don't remember most of them. I don't really know what the Space World one is referring to, other than the Space World tech demo. Okay. <laughs> and all I know about the Space World tech demo is the time they had Link and Ganondorf sword fighting, and people thought that would be Wind Waker. But it turned into Twilight Princess. Eventually. Maybe? Because, because well, that was to show off, like, cell shading, and then they went in a... They took a hard left turn and did, like, only cell shading... And then they heard people being upset about, oh, where's this cool style of Link? And they were like, well, okay, whatever, here's Twilight Princess. Well, Twilight Princess was cell shaded It was, but like in the, the direction that people expected from the trailer. Yeah, but like, like, what you're talking about is the art style, which I had a guest on a previous episode. She was telling me that the art style for Wind Waker is actually similar to this old like Japanese short film or something. I don't remember what it was exactly but like uh, i saw it and it, they looked exactly like the toon characters the chibi style uh 
not not exactly chibi, but definitely a little like stylized. So L is real twenty four zero one. That's like the big one that everyone knows. Well, yeah, you can't just like put some fuzzy text in a game and not expect people to wonder what it says. Well, some people think it says Eternal Star. I could see that. Which I think is a board in Mario Party, but I don't think that was I don't think that was intentional. I really think it was just there on the statue for flavor. Yeah. Like a lot like even in Mario Odyssey, I think it's just like a low resolution pixel scribble. Like, there is no high-quality version of that. Just to shove it in your face even more. Like, we could make it clear, but we're not gonna. Well, I mean, I I think the fact is, it was never clear. Yeah. Uh, I don't... Alright, so on the next tier here... Oh, we're we're moving on to the... Well, yeah, I guess... I guess on the first tier, there's really nothing else of note. Just a bunch of Pan and Koic references... (laughs) <laughs> okay, so let, let, let's go to the next tier. Is uh, all right. Uh, big boo, unused text. Don't become his lunch. I don't know if those are connected or not. It would be pretty cool if they were, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unused text. That's nothing unheard of. I mean, yeah, it's the files are people have gone through and dug through those files like there was a million dollars in there or something i mean just yesterday at the time of recording there was like a bunch of like someone just like found a bunch of unused snes like uh, graphics or resources or something assets yeah assets i mean shoot they could nintendo has always used past assets to like test the new hardware so i don't think that that's anything super new yeah i don't yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, Big Boo having unused text, that's, like, nothing. Like, unless it's don't become his lunch, that, I mean, that, that'd be a little weird. That is like, what are we talking about? Who's eating us? Yub's not in this game. That's from E.T., actually. It's a carryover. Well, it's funny you mention E.T. Oh, boy. But that's for later. Yellow uh, cap switch. That's pretty interesting. Oh, we're... We're not going to go in, like, order, we're just going to jump around? Well, I mean, that one really caught my eye, because, yeah, I never thought about it. They all got all these colored boxes, but the yellow one's already there. That's because the yellow one usually just holds coins or stars. Yeah. Like, actually, in TikTok Clock, there are no random coins in the wild besides the red coins. There's All the yellow coins are just in boxes. I don't know enough about TikTok Clock to... To challenge me? To challenge that. I could just make up anything about that level, and you have to believe me. To a point, yeah. Well, did you know in TikTok Clock there's a hyper-realistic pentagram, <laughs> and Bloody Luigi comes out? With a blood whistle. Yeah. Uh, Blarg. Hey, let's cry! <laughs> <laughs> Blarg, that's referencing the fact that there's, like, an unused Blarg model in the game. That would be pretty cool. I mean, I could see it being in Lethal Loveland, because what other level would it be in? Yeah. Bowser in the Fire Sea? Please. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's probably not enough to justify using the space to make an entirely new, specific enemy. Eh, or they ran out of time. But they did put in the time to customize those rolling thwomps. Thwomps? Well, I mean... There's, we don't know what goes on in the development. We don't know where they have to draw the line and what gets cut and what doesn't. Right. Nine times out of ten, it is just because they ran out of time. Or space. <sighs> or space. Uh, the mirror room. I think that's referring to some kind of conspiracy about how in the room to get to Snowman's Land, there's a mirror across the way, and you can possibly go into the the mirror version of the door that leads into the room. I don't think the door is actually there. Like, it's just below the dip that you go up into the room? No, I, I, I've i seen it. It's it's there in the reflection. Because they have a whole second... They have a whole second room programmed there with the second Mario. Or was it that uh, the real Lakitu isn't actually there? Like, the one that you see through? I don't remember. But... 
anyway, there's there's no getting through that door until the DS version of the game when Luigi has to go through the door in the mirror with a vanish cap, and that's how you unlock Wario. Yeah, that was probably just a happy callback that they. Yeah, kind of like how in Fire Red and Leaf Green they put something under the truck. Yeah. You don't know about the truck in Pokemon? I don't care about Pokemon. I thought we've made this very clear. It's like the first Pokemon game, though. I thought you liked the old ones. I like Sapphire. Oh. Oh, that reminds me. You might you might want this back. Oh, hey, it's my strategy guide for Pokemon Ruby slash Sapphire. Yeah, I got this in, like, uh, fifth or sixth grade after I got Pokemon Sapphire. Oh, boy, this is in a lot better shape than I remember it being. So... Thank you. Uh, let's see. The Big Dud. So what's interesting is in Bob-omb Battlefield, on the way up to the mountain, you have to bypass two rolling boulders in this little, like, divot in the ground. I thought it was three. Well, that's the thing. There's two balls on the first mission, but in every mission after King bob is defeated, oh, there's three. They, they think it's the body. I remember reading that. Yeah. I think it's just I think it's just them trying to make the level harder as you do more stars, but maybe the asset for King Babam wasted the space for the third ball. Maybe and because somehow Koopa the Quick had no bearing on this. I mean, Babam Battlefield it's one of the very few stages that doesn't go through dramatic changes as you finish the level. There's quite a few stages that do that. Uh, I, I can think of a few, but, uh, let's see, uh, Womp's Fortress, immediately, uh, JRB, uh, JRB, is that how the speedrunners call it? It is, it is. I, I, I figured. <laughs> uh, that might be the only one. So, uh, the Ghoul Medal. The Ghoul Medal, never heard of it. At one point, I think one of the ghosts says, you deserve a ghoul medal. Oh, and it's I th- a fun. Yeah, they, I think they were just going for wordplay with that one. Oh, no, there's a collectible ghoul medal. It turns Mario into Boo Mario several years before Galaxy came out. That'd be like something that Kaze would put into one of his... I could see that. Womp King turns into the castle. So, similar <laughs> to the dud theory, I guess this is Womp King's body being used as the basis for the big tower and all the future missions in the fortress. It's so gruesome. I mean, he paves our roads. (laughs) No recognition. I I think I might have thought this when I was a kid. I think I remember that, actually. Like I brought it up? Yeah. Like the theory about it. Well, but that's just a theory. I set my copy of Mario.exe, which is the PC version, to the Pope, and I I tried to get his opinion on all these theories. There's more to it than that. (laughs) It was... It was deconstructing... Okay, broken paintings. I don't know what that one's supposed to mean, actually. It might refer to the paintings in, like, the second story of the castle that don't go anywhere. Yeah, they're just paintings. Yeah, it probably just wanted to make the castle look a little more decorative, so they just reused the assets of the bob on battlefield painting and stuff. But they couldn't be bothered to give Hazy Maze Cave a painting. Or Shifting Sandland. The Secret Aquarium, I don't know what, what the significance of that is. It's just a, a regular place you can go to in one of the rooms, get eight red coins. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very similar to the red coin mission in Noki Bay. Oh, the bottle one. Yeah, man, that one has some intrigue of its own. Oh yeah, yeah. There's that book. Oh yeah, the, it's like hidden in the model. Yeah. Uh, please walk quietly in the hallway. There's a sign that advises Mario to do that, and I guess people think that if you walk quietly, something significant will either happen or you'll hear something but i think it's just good manners yeah i think it's just flavor text it's like hey you're in the princess's castle show some respect who do you think she is a womp 
we can't have you wah 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 wahoo landing all over the castle, you know? Yeah. Uh Unagi's tunnel, I don't know what that means. I know what it is, but I don't know what the point of it is. Uh in the interest of keeping this uh podcast somewhat PG, I'm not gonna <laughs> say what I wanna say about that. Wow! That's my Wario impression for whenever he takes damage in Wario World. Whoa! I can't do it. <laughs> wow. Ear warning, folks. After warning, not forewarning. <laughs> uh, Nips throwing. That's the bunny. Yes. I, I guess someone had some kind of exploit with carrying him and throwing him past a certain boundary. I don't... Well, that's because every copy of Mario 64 is personalized. Oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> uh, oh, JRB Vanishing Fog, so... JRB, is that what the speedrunners call it? You think you're cute. So, <laughs> yeah, someone pointed out what, what you were trying to tell me earlier, how in the first level of Jolly Roger Bay, it's all foggy, but in all the future levels, it's not foggy. But, if you go back to the first one, the fog is still gone. Maybe just because they wanted to have some kind of mystifying feature about the first time you play it. Now, if you get not the first star first, is the fog there? I don't know. But I think it is interesting to point out how the game lets you get all the stars in order. Well, in it lets you get most of the stars in whatever order you want because... They didn't really program the game to kind of recognize different phases of the world like they do with Sunshine and Galaxy and I so can on. See that. So it, it's more like just like because of the way the game was made that you can get the stars. I mean, it sounds obvious when I phrase it like that, but <laughs> if they made Mario 64 today, they'd probably be a lot more stringent on getting the stars in order. It would also be a lot less ugly as sin. Okay, rude. But I think that might be connected to the fog disappearing. Like, maybe they just couldn't get it to work. They couldn't get it to come back for, like, the first level again. I could see that. Yoshi's saddle. Yeah, I don't know what's important about that. Maybe because he's wearing a saddle, they're like, Oh, why is he wearing a saddle? I mean, he's always wearing a saddle. He's always wearing a saddle. I'm sure we could, like, dive into this and figure out, like, all the details there are to know about all these, but, boy, that would take a lot of time. (laughs) Well, let's go on to the next tier. What about the other side of the current tier? Oh, there, there's, oh, oh, yeah, there's more. Dancing flowers. Oh, yeah, I think in, like, a demo there was dancing flowers somewhere. Volcano blocks. Oh, uh, that's just at the end of the volcano obstacle course. There's like a prop, like there's just these decorative volcano blocks that don't appear anywhere else. Remember how hard that obstacle course was for us? For you? For me? Because I just watched. <laughs> yeah, we made. I made up weird Olympic event names for all the l- l- parts of the volcano you had to do. It was really intense going through that time after time, failing in different places. Mm-hmm. I still think that the piece of the wall that falls down looks like a Lego. Hmm. E.T. and the pyramid, so now we're back to E.T. Hey, look at that little circle. I don't... I, I guess someone thought they saw E.T. and, like, the blurry wall textures or something. That's just gotta be a coincidence. Uh, bugged fire texture. That's exactly what it sounds like. It's bugged. Hazy Maze Cave Alcove. So I guess in the cave, in the maze part of the Hazy Maze Cave, there's like an alcove you can stand on. I think that's just to catch your breath. Yeah. And a Jolly Rogers Bay box. Uh, Like the Tox box? Oh, oh no, I I remember now. On the ship... As it, like, slides back and forth, there's a crate, and the collision on the crate is a little messy. Yeah, can it, like, push you out of bounds? Uh, I don't know, but it is weird. Like, they didn't program it, I guess. Wet Dry World Skybox. Okay, we're in the next tier now. The Wet Dry World Skybox. Okay, people are... So people have wondered what the Skybox for Wet Dry World is supposed to be, because it's 
unique by the standards of this game. It's very metropolitan. Yeah, you know that 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 weird structure in the background. I think someone found it. It was just like some city in or like I don't remember if it was like a modern city or an old city, ruins, but it has a basis in real life. Like someone just used that photo, I guess. How, uh how Bowser got into the castle with his sub? Okay, so in Dry, Dire Dire Dock, there's this hole that takes you not not only out of the level, but out of Peach's castle entirely. Mm-hmm. And people are thinking Bowser used that with his submarine to get into the castle in the first place. I... Uh... Eh? I think maybe it was assembled there. We don't know how long Bowser's been there. Yeah. We don't know if I mean, Peach actually just sent a coded message for the rescue to happen. Mario, please get some cake. He is watching me. <laughs> Bowser's double-cheeked up on a Tuesday afternoon, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. Boy got that wagon. <laughs> that plump dumper, that dump truck. Yeah, that, that shell of his, I tell you. So the true locations of the painting worlds, I think that's re- oh. referring to, like, the throwback galaxy. They're uh, thinking that the... Like the throwback galaxy is, quote-unquote, real Womp's Fortress? Yeah, the, the, por- the paintings are just portals. I mean, I could see how that could retroactively be the case with that happening in Odyssey. Uh, the painting portals? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that... And, like, TikTok Clock comes back in some of the Mario Kart games. Does it? Yeah, in uh, the DS1 oh. and 8. I'm not a huge handheld guy, so I could see that. In 8? It's in 8? What? Yeah, it's a, it's a retro course in Mario Kart 8 and Deluxe. Oh, because it's calling back to the DS. I would like to see how it compares to the platforming version of the stage. Hmm? Uh, haunted dirt texture. What is this Minecraft? <laughs> uh, uh, I I wish I wish I remembered what what that was referring to, but I I guess there was a dirt texture that made someone feel uncomfortable. I don't. Okay. Uh, His copy was just kind of weird. But it was personalized. Yeah. <laughs> Skyboxes are photographs. That's. Well, I mean, I guess with that wet dry world we were talking about. Up to a point, it tracks. I mean, if it's like a sky skybox, then no, that's art. Hmm. Not saying photographs aren't art. Well, yeah, I think I think I know. I think we all know what you mean. Removed courses. I haven't heard of anything about any removed courses, but that's nothing new for video games. The end screen. Oh, I think there might have been, like, some extra text on the the end screen that was found in the code. I don't know. I never saw it. I'm too good at Mario. But if you're good at Mario, you you would see the the end screen. Oh, the end. I thought you meant game over. Ah, jeez. Yeah, I saw the... (laughs) I just roasted myself. (laughs) Secret slide dimensional rift. First of all, that sounds like a hat in time level. But, I don't know, I guess they're talking about how you hop into the... Like, they're trying to figure out where the secret slide is. Because you just hop into a stained glass window and suddenly you're there. Eh? I don't know. Cold, cold crevice. Or crevasse. One of those. If you're Tino. (laughs) But... I think that was like that was like from like flavor text from a sign in Cool Cool Mountain that was just like a nickname for one of the lower regions, but someone probably thought it was like like a secret remnant of one of the unused levels, or maybe it was like a treasure trove cove situation where Cool Cool Mountain wasn't the original name. Why can't they just use the naming conventions of the level itself to make cute little sub areas in in the level? Well, no, it's gotta be a, it's gotta be something deeper. Like Tiny Huge Island has the big small wiggler. Original original resolution textures. I don't even know what they're trying. They probably have to like descale 
certain textures because of hardware limitations. Do you think they're talking about, like, the low-poly Mario that's, like, from a distance? <laughs> that's kind of weird. <laughs> it's not creepy, it's just weird. The low-poly Mario. It's kind of creepy. Uh, Rainbow Rides Village. 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 Uh, I don't know if this is anything in the game itself, but in the Smash Brothers version of Rainbow Ride, there's, like, a little village in the background. Maybe it was just, like, a different part of the area. I think it was Smash Brothers just kind of embellishing it a little bit more. I mean, Sakurai wasn't there for Mario 64. Or maybe his copy just looked like that. (laughs) He does do, like, a lot of research. Like it gets to the point where they send him early copies of games Golly. so that he can like like Fire Emblem Three Houses, when he put the character for that game as DLC, they sent him an early like like an early version of the game that he could play so he could get a feel for the character. I could see that. Bobom Village, uh I don't know. That's where Bobby lives. Oh. Isn't that his name now? Yeah. Instead of just bomb, that bomb ain't right. <laughs> debug uh, menu names. That's just just name the debug menu. It seems like standard practice. Mario enters wet dry world early in the Got Milk commercial. So in the old Got Milk commercial for this game, which I don't know if you even remember, like Mario was in a level that looks kind of like wet dry world. And the star counter was visible in the corner, and he did not... I I, I guess he didn't have enough stars to be in Wet Dry World at that time. Well, can't he just be doing a 16-star run? (laughs) Like, what's the big deal? Even back then, the speedrunners were breaking this game over their knee. (laughs) But, like, it doesn't... Like, it looks kind of like Wet Dry World, but I think it's really just an original backdrop for the sake of the commercial. Yeah. I mean, sure, maybe they used a couple of assets, but maybe that was just, like, the first one they grabbed. It's not a big deal. Yeah, like, I, I did, like, to their credit, I did think it might have been Wet Dry World when I saw the commercial back then. Big Boo's Haunt Forest? Okay, so that one's talking about how the skybox for Big Boo's Haunt looks like you're in a forest, even though you were just in... A tiny bird cage. Yeah, a tiny bird cage in a freshly mown courtyard. So, like, where would the trees come from is what they're wondering. Magic. That's the thing, is that the boos are always capable of weird paranormal magic tricks. So, if they make the inside of their cage look like a spooky forest, is is that really the weirdest thing they've done? Shoot, they dedicated an entire mansion just to scaring the crap out of Luigi. Pretty much. At least once. I haven't finished two or three. Zelda 64 assets in Wet Dry World. Like what? Okay, so you know that little town area that's sealed away from everywhere else? Yeah. Uh, I think people are suggesting that those houses and stuff might have been used in an early trailer for, like, an early version of Ocarina of Time. Okay, that's just economical. It's neat. They, the games oh, beta do... assets. Oh, yeah, because they aren't in the actual... Right. But those games do run on the same engine. Well, shoot, this is just conjecture at this point. Like, like, It's all conjecture! (laughs) Like, ooh, there are wings in Zelda 64. Like, yeah. Yeah. They needed to see how things would fly. And Mm. they needed to, like, test the engine and whatnot. Who do you think was piloting that R-wing? Pigma. Oh, this this is back when he was still with the boys. Pigma Dengar. Mario 64 is Freemason Initiation. Sick. That, that has the same energy as the blood whistle being the work of the Illuminati. Oh my goodness. Aren't the Freemasons and the Illuminati in cahoots? If not the same organization? You, you, you ask me that as if I would know. <laughs> Don't you? You've got the podcast here. You're telling the people the truth, trademark. Womp's Fortress Interior. I guess... In, like, maybe an early trailer or something, you could go inside the tower? I don't know. I mean, there is a window up top, isn't there? I I guess so. I I think Kaze did make, like, his own fan-made version of the interior. A fan-made something? No way. (laughs) 
Big Boo's secret laugh. I don't know, unused voice clips. It's Bowser's laugh sped up. Yeah. I wonder if it's still, like, Bowser's laugh sped up in, like, the modern games, or if they just got someone to do... <laughs> or something. I think it is, because they couldn't really make it sound the same if not. I mean... Because, like, the, the new the new games, like, boos don't sound... It's not the same sound clip. It's, like... Like, it is, like, a bunch of new boo sounds. Or they got really creative with that one. Well, I mean, Nintendo is pretty tight with their wallet. I mean, for Melee, uh, all of Mario's voice clips came from this game. All of Luigi's voice clips are Mario's, if not pitched up or weirdly down in one case. Oh, uh, speaking of, like, laugh pitches, though... In Ocarina of Time, you know the Poe's laugh? Yeah. That's Ganon's laugh. Yeah. So it's like, we're two for two on the big bad guy getting sped up into a ghost. I mean, hey, if it works, it works. Yoshi commits suicide. He becomes an hero. So after Yoshi gives you all those extra lives, he jumps off into the distance, and I guess someone decided it had to be dark. Maybe it was dark in their copy. Oh. That's like the perfect fallback joke. Like, I mean, that's the whole point of saying that it's personalized. It's so that people could get away with whatever they remember. <laughs> Tower of the Wing Cap, true location. I guess people want. Well, okay, I remember because you go into the Vanish Cap area, and it's under the moat, and there's continuity between falling down there and then falling into the level. It's and then Hazy Maze Cave leads into the Metal Cap Zone, which also leads out of the waterfall so the wing cap zone is kind of the only one that doesn't have any continuity with the overworld well check this out uh hazy maze cave is located in the basement of the castle so why if you're constantly moving downward in hazy maze cave sort of how is it that it lets out at the top of the waterfall of the moat well there's a you hop into that metal puddle that warps you to the metal cap zone no it warps you yeah okay but I guess people wonder where the wing cap tower is, and, uh, oh. <sighs> An island in the distance in one of the worlds, I don't remember which one, people thought they saw an island in the distance. Yeah, it's a tiny huge island. You can just slide off the mountain and make a big <laughs> jump to it. It's cool. Are you joking? No, people, like, that's speedrun trick. Okay, I don't... Like, tiny huge island is, like, one of the worlds I know a little less about... It's like I didn't even know about the Wiggler until like middle school or something. I was gonna say you'd better because I toiled over that guy. Uh, Lethal Lava Land Fireball painting Fireball. So people are wondering the significance of the Fireball in the painting that leads to Lethal Lava Land. Oh, with the face. Yeah. I'm wondering about the significance of Shifting Sandland not having a painting. It's... So maybe just shut up and take what you can get. <laughs> fake fans <laughs> dang well it was shifting sandland like they, it was kind of trying to play a trick on you because oh you mirages and yeah and you chase the rabbit around and he kind of leads you to the painting and you're supposed to bump into the wall and notice the minor ripple effect and go wait a second oh that's weird it's a bug well well in my copy of the game <laughs> <laughs> okay it took you to cool cool cravats yeah Okay, uh, now, now we're, this was the third tier we just covered, it, it still had a little bit of the iceberg in the picture, now we're getting into some of the weird stuff, there's... Oh, now it's the weird stuff. Ally with info, I don't know what that is, but the Wario apparition, oh, that's a good one, in you fact... I'm really excited to get into that. Yeah, in fact, we'll, we'll look over here oh. at this picture of a Wario apparition. That's shopped, I can tell by the pixels, and I've seen a few shops in my time. Well, it's it's a little more complicated than that. Okay. So people, I, I guess someone made like an animation of what looks like a Wario head chasing Mario down the the dire dire docks corridor and just getting like closer and closer until it gets him. And someone says that the Wario apparition is ooh evil spooky. It's going to come into real life if you think about him too much. What? <laughs> okay. And you know how often I think about Wario, so we're doomed. But, <laughs> uh... It's constantly offset by my permanent Waluigi brain. I mean, every... Like, like on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, there's, like, this running joke, I guess, where 
Andy Samberg's character hates Wario, so every time they play that episode... Wario? He cheats. I've seen every episode. When does that come into play? Uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but someone at one point... Like, I'm taking it out of context. Someone was like, I've seen you play Mario Party. Like, it gets you too stressed out, and it cuts away to him going, Wario cheats! I can see that. That sounds something like something they would say. But... Anyway, the Wario apparition, people thought in in their copy of the game that Wario like appeared as like a disembodied head and that he'll like capture Mario and eat him or something. I don't know. Don't become his lunch. <laughs> and the, the origin of that is like some kind of public event where they kind of had Charles Martinet do the voice of Wario as a floating Wario head. And he'd just say silly things as Wario, and so someone put that in Mario 64. Weird. Uh, brain diagram. Someone thought that there was, like, a diagram of a, of a human brain somewhere within the textures of the game. Nope. <laughs> it has not been found. The Forbidden Door. I don't remember what this refers to. It sounds like... It kind of reminds me of Gobi's Valley, though. Okay. Remember the door in that one that you can't open unless you... Yeah. Toad projection? Is it just how he fades in and out of existence? That's all I can think of, and I think that's probably just, you know, draw distance or something. Yeah, probably. Kind of like how the Kokiris in the forest have kind of funky draw distance in Ocarina of Time. July 29th, 95 build. Do not research, in all caps. Yeah, I, that that's not advice, that's part of the, like, telling people not to research it is part of the, part of the mystique. The mythos. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know, like, it, it, the, the truth of it is a lot more mundane than people are hyping it up to be, as is the, the case with all of these, but... <laughs> I don't really remember what it is, but it's kind of a meme of not to research the 95 build. The... Uh, Hazy Maze Cave entrance room is a sewer. That's believable. Yeah, okay. Wet Dry World has a negative emotional aura. So, if you play in Wet Dry World, you might start to feel a little negative, and you can't quite place why. I've never noticed anything like that i mean if you don't like the music that's cool too you can just say that i mean <laughs> i mean that's also true for hazy maze cave yeah but, but they're I, distracted I, by all the half a presses and the scuttle bugs oh yeah i think it's because of the unique skybox and the weird little town that's all by itself that's kind of different from the whole rest of the game might just kind of make someone feel a little weird i guess i don't know and Allegedly, this is the level that might have the brain texture. I don't know. Of course. Speaking of course, the course in the Bowser painting. So, in the Bowser in the Dark World, you fall into the floor right before a peach painting that turns into Bowser. Yeah. And I guess people want to know what happens if you jump into the Bowser painting. Nothing. There's an invisible wall. It's possible that in an early version it does... You can jump into it, and it just takes you to the... Dark world. Yeah. It's... There's probably no collision. You just go right through it, and into nothing. Out of bounds. Done. What now? Maybe. Geniuses. Metal Mario texture. Okay, so... This one's kind of interesting. I... They, they found what looks to be the source of the texture they use for Metal Mario and the Metal Pond. And I think it was like... Uh, I, I wish I wish I could pull it up right now, but I don't remember. But it was like like flowers in like a night sky or something. Oh, that's cute. And it was like reversed and then like distorted a little bit and just looked vaguely metal. Yeah. The Bowser room. That is from an Oni Plays episode, and it somehow got wrapped in with all of this. Oh, of course. Well, that's just his copy. Oh, okay. Silicon Graphics Curse. I don't remember what that one's talking about. Hazy Maze Cave is the castle's septic system that ties into the sewer. 
Well, kind of, sort of. Hmm. A, it, they're mutually exclusive. A sewer, a septic system. They are mutually exclusive? Yeah, because if you've got a septic system, then you've got a septic tank, which means, like, it's not carried away into the sewers of the locality. It's just staying right there. And you got to have someone come in and empty your septic tank. Hmm. Well, maybe maybe the cave is, like, the sewer that leads to the tank. Okay. I don't believe any of this, but it's 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 a thing, I guess. Uh, Peach is behind the stained glass window. That's so. In the ending, people think that she was literally transformed into the window or something. Then why is it still there when she's gone? Well, maybe well, I mean maybe she was just trapped in it, and like it, it already looked like that. In Odyssey, they actually explain that it's a stained glass picture of Peach, so that they can look at her even when she's away. <laughs> How sad and lonely do those toads get? They really like their princess. Uh, Bowser broke the door. So, that one's going back to the courtyard out back. How the bricks around the door look a little different than the bricks of the castle wall itself. They think that Bowser broke through the whole back door and they just like patched it up real fast with some different colored bricks when he was giving the booze some power stars to hold on to i guess so uh the decompilation is censored yeah i don't know what that means decompiling the game code i guess and i also don't know what the full omen archives are i i I used to know but i forgot oman that's a country brother hmm wiggler's body parts are used in bowser fights i can see them being like recolored and used as bombs well, I think they're talking about, like, the, the the little yellow bobs that are, like, between the bombs. What what part of Wiggler would that be? Like, his eyes? Well, no, like, his little yellow body parts, because all they're, of... They're different shapes. They're not spherical. They're polygons. No, no, no. None of the orbs in the game are polygons. Like, the Wiggler, the bobons, no, I'm the saying... bullies, those are all flat textures. Got me. I mean, their feet are polygonal and stuff, but, like, the circles yeah. are just sprites. They're 2Ds with textures to make them look 3D. Yeah. Okay. But, no, those aren't Wiggler body parts. That was disproven, I think. Toads literally trapped inside the walls. Yeah, I think that was someone taking the game's flowery writing a little too far. That seems to be a theme. Yeah. Alright, so... Now to the bottom tier, where all the really weird stuff is. Enchanted SC-88 samples are used in the soundtrack. SC-88. I don't remember what that means. Cool. (laughs) Miyamoto stole Mario 64 from Argonaut? That's a different developer. They made the Croc games. Croc started out as a version of a Yoshi game before it kind of became its own IP. Uh... I think there might have been, like, some kind of shuffling around behind the scenes, but I don't think there was any, like, theft going on. Delicious cake? We never did get that cake. Well, no, so you, we, we you know saw the, the cake. We know the truth of the cake. It was a coded message. You said this earlier. Oh, I did, yeah. It's a coded uh, message. Uh, the internal plexus of the castle. So, uh, Kaze again. It showed a video of what it would look like if Peach's castle, like, was, if it was, like, the same size outside as it was inside. You could see all the rooms from outside, and, like, like you could see through the fourth walls of each room. Seeing how architecturally unsound it actually is. Yeah, and you could just, you see, it really is a lot bigger on the inside than it is on the outside, which... It's Doctor Who! Like... It makes sense, but I never really thought about it. Sequel cancelled due to temporal leakage. Okay, to answer this one, we need to talk about parallel universes. No, this one's more about parallel timelines, I think. <laughs> Shared nightmares. Uh, that just sounds like a thing that can happen to people. Isn't there a phenomenon where twins can actually have, like... I don't know. They talked about it in a Zack and Cody episode. And, I mean, and I, that's where I get all my information. So. <laughs> I could see twins having similar dreams because of their upbringing being so similar. I don't know. 
NFR cartridge differences? I don't know. I guess that's the personalization. Yeah, there's all cartridges are different. Lavender Town and Polybius were cover-ups for Mario 64. That that just sounds like a joke. I was going to say duh. <laughs> it, it sounds like a joke. You expect us to like not already know that. <laughs> Every copy of Mario yeah. Yeah, that that just canon. Every that's, copy is perfect. <laughs> so uh that's the Mario 64 iceberg. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me deep into the lore the real lore of mario 64 you'll never look at that game the same again never also happy birthday again thank you uh so uh, yeah that's that's all i had that, that's all i had to say about mario 64 honestly <laughs> is all that stuff thank you for saving me i was i was out of things to talk about <laughs> I was secretly glad that you'd never heard of this before. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this has been the Bitcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Alex the Axeman Chavez. Uh, check back next week when we talk about Celeste. Okay, there's a lot of things to unpack here. <laughs> First of all, you, you you took my identity. Second, you gave us a fake last name. I gave you a fake last name. And and who am I supposed to be? Am I am I the Anthony apparition? You're the Anthony apparition. You're just a giant head that haunts me as I run through my apartment. What? If you catch me, I die. Yeah, like every every room in the apartment is personalized. We're not going to let this one go. <laughs> Alright, thank you for listening. If you like the BitCast, be sure to follow... I've been on Twitter a lot less lately, and I've been a lot happier because of that. But I'll, I'll probably still post episodes on Twitter. And, of course, if you follow the BitCast on Podcast One's website and mobile app, you can keep up there. Shoutouts to Simple Flips. Shoutouts to Simple Flips. Uh, Shoutouts to the Wario Apparition. <laughs> Go see what personal eccentricities Nintendo put into your Mario 64 cartridge. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Listen to BidCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.